Welcome back to yet another episode of the Stump Podcast. I'm Spencer. I'm Matt. And I'm Logan. That was kind of a throwback to the first season where Logan paused for 30 seconds after our intro. Well, you were told to pause for 10 seconds for our intro music, and we sat here and stared at each other for like a minute. <laughs> I'm leaving that in. I can't wait for that to be the intro. <laughs> Listen, when you're the guy that speaks first... I can wait as long as I want. I was, I was jumped in. I was like, "This dude's taking forever." <laughs> I almost blamed oh. myself as our host, but yeah, yeah. Well, anyways, gentlemen, uh, should we remind the scores or just skip right to the theme of the week? Right to the theme. Here's the theme. Here's the scores right? you need to know. Me and Matt are tied in a race for not doing a punishment. Um, and that's about all. That's it, really. That's what we oh, need to know. That, that's the only score you need to know right now. All that matters. And, Spence, and Spencer's just trying not to blow the greatest lead of podcast history in Crash and Burn. So, Spencer, I, I, hope you, I hope you burn it. Just this would be lose. like the, the 28 to 3 Falcon Super Worse. Bowl. If you, Worse. Uh, this would be so bad. <laughs> Worse. Me and Spencer were talking before you hopped on, and oh no! Like, here's our problem for both of us. Say one of us wins this episode, the other person has to essentially accept last place to even <laughs> give one I, person a shot. Because I'm aware, I said this one, last week, and yeah. you guys were like, "No, you don't have to. You can still fight against them." Like, no, but then Spencer can. wins. Would yeah, you but, rather me win or you do the punishment? That's yeah, what it comes down to. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna lie. I don't listen. Wanna, I'm not going to Waffle House for 24 hours. <laughs> like, like I'm fighting for points still. I haven't been on a date in a really long time. So if that's me and the fake cardboard cutout, like it is what it is. That's what you hear. Okay. Well, anyways, like Danny DeVito or something like that. Yeah, I, I have a cardboard cutout of myself. If you want it, Matt, you're more than welcome to take. Too me far. <laughs> Hannah's gonna it's, come and steal that. No, she, she. We had two because it was. Why do you mm, have they, a cardboard cutout of yourself? It was a gag gift for senior night. I was a starting That's pitcher awesome. on senior night, and it was a. Uh, oh, I forget the company, but a cardboard company right near us. One of my dad's like good friends works at, and so they can do those cutouts. And so he's like, "Hey, can you make one of these? We want to like you know prank him on senior night." And they say we only make them in twos. So so I have two. Only make them okay, in Logan. Twos. Because I work in the corrugate industry. Was it McElroy? Yeah. It's Buckeye Corrigan. Was Buckeye Corrigan? Okay. Yeah, I know them all. I almost I did. Here's a teaser. Here's a teaser. So our theme this week is technology. Yeah. And for those of you who do not know, I work for a company called Uline. Uh, we're big into like the packaging world, and I not almost sponsored. did it on uh, technological advancements in the packaging world, uh, <laughs> but I chose not to. <laughs> I chose not to. I would have sat there and just been like, they didn't mention Amazon, so they're all false. Uh, I almost no, did it. No, these were like technologies that are used in warehouses. And I know some of them because we use them in ours or I've seen other businesses. And so, but I said, nope, I'm going something else. I, I worked hardest. a warehouse job for a summer and, and we used all Uline products. So I might have been on to you. Might have been. This is a hard episode as... I had a hard time of not just telling, is this a real app or is this a fake app? Yep. I went my here hot dog app almost, the hot dog app almost made it in, but, uh, yeah. Tell us about amazing. this because I got, we both got a picture of an app that <laughs> identifies hot dogs. 
So I almost went to the DQ to figure it out, but uh, it's literally just like not a hot dog app or something like that. And you literally just take a picture of something, and it's supposed to be able to identify if it's a hot dog or not. Does but it that's work? it. Did you? Did you? I, test? I didn't go to DQ. I haven't tested. It. I don't have a hot dog in the house, so we gotta. I'll try have to go it. see if I can yeah. find a hot. Go get a hot dog tomorrow or something like that. And give you guys you an update. You've eaten a hot dog since that hot dog bowling incident. <laughs> No. <laughs> so he came and get a hot dog. Yeah, no, I don't think I have. I've had a corn dog, but I don't think I had a hot dog since that moment. Yeah. Dang. So Matt, what is? Do you have a theme within your theme of technology this week or no? Are you going apps? Is that is that what I'm hearing? No, I don't think I actually have a theme. I think I just okay. have tech. Okay, I got one for the huge. Mine yeah, is the huge. Yep, mine is animals and tech. Animals this, and tech. Uh, yeah, mine. I, I went back to a theme. Um, I had to go back to themes that work for me. Really swayed oh, away from oh. a couple of topics over the last few seasons. Here we go. Ancient Bombs history. Bombs away. There we it is. War. About war World technology. War. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, well, who wants to go first? I actually don't care. I, I'll go first. I'm go eager ahead, to see it. how these stories fly. <laughs> and this Unintended. is. And for those out there with short attention spans, like your favorite host Spencer here, Logan sent me a text today that said, uh, "Rest in peace, Spencer's attention span." Because these stories are long, and so I just want to warn everyone: if Logan's saying it's long, just buckle up. We're going to be here for a while. Yeah, yeah, no, we're story, about to be here for a minute. I usually have one page written for each story, so about three pages worth of material. Um, each so of these long. is longer than that. Like my shortest one was just over a page. Um, okay. So I, I don't apologize. know if I'm going to be able to. I'm going to have the Let's... worst time creating shorts out of this. <laughs> I know. Okay, Logan, hit us up. What are you we going with? You guys are the shorts people. <laughs> give, give me I... the titles. I know you got titles. All right. Yeah, yeah, I do. All right. Let me see here. I got to load the document. Sorry, my computer died. All right. Oh, load the... it's want... going to take 40 minutes. No, no, I got it. Here, I got it. Okay. Do you want birds still aren't real? Oh, oh. behave in a uh, Austin Powers accent or bouncy bombs. Give me birds because I have a bird story too. Do you? I do. Interesting. Interesting. Well, what? If you haven't been paying attention, birds aren't real. We know this. However, story time. In today's age of technology, we take certain things for granted. One of those things is precision bombing. The U.S. military now has the capability to put a bomb on your lap sitting on your recliner pretty much anywhere in the world. They can guide missiles to hit single vehicles in the convoy, eliminate targets with extreme precision thanks to the modern smart bombs. This wasn't always the case, however. Your stereotypical dumb bombs, you know, the old-fashioned missiles you'd launch using basic calculations, used to be the norm in warfare. Dumb bombs' average miss radius was somewhere between 20 and 60 kilometers, depending on weather conditions, launch locations, and desired targets. This made hitting some things like a factory Fairly routine, but hitting things like a battleship, nearly impossible. Enter University of Minnesota psychologist B.F. Skinner. During World War II, Skinner designed a new kind of bomb, one that's honed in on targets. It could be controlled all the way to the point of impact with extreme precision, allowing the missile to take out battleships previously thought to be too small to target with missiles. How did he do it? Kamikaze pigeons. Yes, you heard me right. Skinner successfully petitioned the U.S. government for a grant of $25,000, that's $400,000 in today's money, to develop a missile that allowed for pigeons to guide it directly into a desired target. 
Skinner trained his birds using an action reward method in which they would peck at a screen with an image of a ship, and every time they hit the ship, they'd be given the reward of food. Pigeons, a highly intelligent bird and government drone, soon mastered the skill that they could peck a ship on a screen 10,000 times in 45 minutes consecutively. Once the birds were trained, Skinner put them in the nose of the missiles, giving them a glass cutout from which they could see the ship through resembling the screens they'd been trained on. Then, a system of cables would be fit around the head of the pigeon. The pigeon would peck at the ship, and with each pull, a cable would slightly adjust the directional rudder of the missile. This allowed the pigeon to essentially guide the missile directly into the ship with an incredible level of accuracy. Skinner had developed the world's first smart bomb, but unfortunately, or fortunately, for him, the Allies never adopted his pigeon-guided missiles in battle. Despite testing incredibly accurate, somewhere around 96% accurate hit rates, the U.S. government didn't approve the final use, instead opting for the Bat Bomb, a radio-based echolocation-guided system that didn't require a pigeon sacrifice with each missile dropped. That's awesome. Yep. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay. What a, what a, what a creature, a pigeon. What a creature. I know. Pecking 10,000 times. Holy soaks. <laughs> That's insane. How about the headache? Oh my gosh. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. What are the other two? Bouncy bombs or O-Behave? A lot of bombs. Give me the bouncy ones. I hope bouncy That's... balls are involved. That is the theme. Bombs away. All right. Oh, yeah. I missed yeah, that. No, you can't expect we all three stories to be about bombs. <laughs> Were you? I can't see you guys. Are you guys being idiots or something? <laughs> No, you can't see that long. He's got his well, word no, document I, up. I go to my word document. Yeah, uh, so, I do the same thing. Yeah, on the evening of May sixteenth, nineteen forty-three, the six hundred seventeenth Squadron of the Royal Air Force led one of the most daring missions of World War II. Their target: bombing a series of three dams, most notably the Moyne Dam in Germany's Ruhr Valley. The dams held back a large amount of the water supply in the region, as well as provided hydropower to generate the electricity needed for much of Germany's war production in that region. Identified as targets all the way back in 1937, the dams were heavily guarded with anti-torpedo nets to prevent underwater attacks, as well as heavy anti-aircraft guns to defend against your traditional bombers. The 617th Squadron, led by Commander Guy Gibson, had a secret weapon, though. They had developed the world's first known bouncing bomb. What is a bouncing bomb, you ask? It's exactly what it sounds like. A bomb shaped like a 50-gallon drum that bounces on water. Skipping like a rock on a lake, it would bounce over anti-torpedo nets, but under the detection of anti-aircraft gunners. Developed by British engineer Barnes Wallace, who got his idea from skipping marbles across his tub, this design was a British innovation that had the potential to turn the tide of the war. The problem? Skipping bombs across water accurately is an incredibly hard technique to master. The planes had to be flying at exactly 59 feet of elevation. Otherwise, the bombs would bounce over the dam. Altitude technology at the time was very limited, so to know how high the plane was flying off the ground, um, a solution was found. The Royal Air Force put spotlights angled down on the underside of the wings and angled them at the perfect angle so that when the plane reached exactly 59, degrees of 59 feet of elevation, the spotlights would overlap in a perfect circle under the plane. Also, the bomb needed to be released exactly 2,300 feet away from the dam to bounce, uh, to time the bounces perfectly. So a similar setup was concocted with specialized iron sights off the front of the pilot's view. When the two iron markers lined up perfectly with the line of the dam wall, it was time to release the bomb. 
The plane needs to be flying at exactly 232 miles per hour, and the bomb needs to be spinning at a constant rate as it's being dropped in order to make bouncing consistent. All these variables need to go right for the bomb to bounce exactly five times before striking the damn wall and exploding, blowing a massive hole in the wall. The night of the raid, 133 airmen took off in 19 Lancaster planes in an attempt to, to attempt the daring assault of the dams. They managed to dismantle two of the three dams, losing 53 men from the anti-aircraft gunners in the process. But the results were a flooded valley that left 1,300 Germans dead, their war production capabilities greatly diminished. The surviving airmen also returned to England as heroes, where they were able to provide a big morale boost to the Allied forces. It remains one of the most technologically advanced strikes of World War II. Story number two. Where That's... in Germany did you say? It was the um, Ruhr Valley, R-U-H-R. And the most notable dam was the Moyne Dam, M-O-H-N-E. And there's like two dots over the O. So don't know what that means. Let's call it What is that called? What is that thing called? That is umlaw. I think that's Spanish. Whatever it is. Yeah, no, I don't know. Anyways, it doesn't matter. That's no, it. Yeah. Your next story? Yeah, bouncing yeah, that's, bombs. Uh, can't believe you just be like taking there, taking a bubble bath and just start bouncing marbles. Wait a minute. <laughs> it hit, but... dude, people have had crazy <laughs> ideas. That's people true. have oh, had that's crazier true. ideas. Some Especially of my best idea ideas like that would hit me in the face. But, yeah. you know? Okay, mm -hmm. what's three? All right. Oh, behave. The Vietnam War was not one of our proudest moments as a country when it comes to bombing. From chemical bombs such as Agent Orange and Napalm to burning through entire villages, the U.S. was known for ruthless bombing of any outpost or community considered to be friendly to the Viet Cong. Additionally, the U.S. employed a new kind of bomb, a first of its kind, a biological weapon known as the WASP. The result of, the, of Project WASP, this bomb was a shell dropped from a plane with roughly 50,000 Vespa mandarinia wasps, a predatory insect known for its invasive nature and deadly sting. These wasps, which are given the nickname killer bees, although they aren't technically bees, were native to the southern U.S., Central Americas, and some parts of northern South America. They are one of the few insects that hunt in a pack mentality. When one stings, it releases a pheromone that triggers the others to swarm in and attack as well, giving them the capability to take down large animals as big as a cow or a human. Additionally, these pests would destroy local bee and insect populations, making it a long-term terror for any community they got settled into. These bombs began getting dropped in 1971 with a horrifying amount accounts of dozens of people being stung to death um, near the landing sites. It was such a horrific occurrence that several villages reported it was easier to abandon their homes and relocate than face a swarm of killer bees. While not commonly used, at least 25 of these bombs were dropped along northern Vietnamese encampments before the U.S. discontinued their use due to public outcry. The death total from the wasp bombs specifically is unknown, but estimates list up to 750 deaths by wasp, which is pretty much as bad as it gets if you ask me because I hate bees. So that's a terrible way to go. Story three. <sighs> I feel like I've heard all three of these, and that's where. Are it's, you serious? That's where I'm like, well, that means I probably haven't heard any of them. Well, here, Matt, I'll alleviate some pain. The bird is 100 percent true. Like three weeks ago, I actually just watched a YouTube video on it, and it is insane. Oh, um, the birds. 
1000% true. So I'm like 90. So the fact that he said, uh, the only thing that would have pulled me away from that is the fact he said kilometers and he's talking about the US and. No, that one's 100% true. But no, yeah. I, I have on here that uh, this is true. <laughs> I, I literally watched a YouTube video on it and it was crazy. Interesting. Do you have any idea of the other two though? No. Not a clue. I don't even uh, have an idea. I, the only, like, I've, I feel like, again, I feel like I've heard both of them. Um, honestly, number three, number three sounds like a, uh, a weapon that you can get in Fortnite that you would throw bees on people and it would break and the bees would attack the person that was anywhere near. It's also friendly fire. I yeah, I thought of this because I killed myself with it when we were playing like two nights yeah. ago, man. <laughs> I, know. I I immediately thought of that when I, I was like... So, funny. I'm like, that one could be made up. Um, I also have a hard time thinking the U.S. would stop because of... We said public outcry, like the U.S. public outcry or Vietnam I'm public outcry. Yeah, U.S. public outcry. There was... Okay, that makes more sense. Multiple. So we had, we yeah. had outcry on the entire Vietnam War. Oh, so like, shoot. Why would we stop? Correct. Why would he do anything about that? We had, we me. hated the Viet. Most people hated the Vietnam War, and I just don't know if you would create if that's real with the Project Orange or whatever they had. They were actually dropping that was causing like, is like an orange mist or whatever Agent that was literally orange. killing thousands. Yeah, Agent Orange. Yeah, yeah. I mentioned that at the beginning. That napalm. Yeah, so I just don't know. Pretty terrible stuff. So the bouncing bombs. So bouncing is nearly. It's a dam, so it's probably a river. Which means it's cool, cooler waters, reservoir. smoother waters. What? A reservoir, yes. It's a, a reservoir. reservoir. Yeah, so it's not, not like an oh, ocean. You know, You're not going to be able to bounce a bomb two. on the ocean. It's, it was so... Yeah, I, it's hard to I, do two I, games, honestly, two reservoirs. But like... I honestly don't know. I'm locked in only because that's what my gut either, said. But I'm just going to... He's going to get me on this. I hope. What did you do? And I'm going to probably shoot myself later because of this. No, I won't. Um, that escalated quickly. I'm locked in. <laughs> did you go bees? I went bees. That's good. So at least he's only going to get one. I went you damn. Went, you went two. Only because... Um, and now I'm kicking myself. Because all I can think about is him writing a very long story knowing that i'm gonna t tune out and it be true um and so he went with a short story like that's literally what i'm thinking in my that's mind creative um, Spencer, none but, of my stories are short yeah that's true but that's i just couldn't get past the idea of it bouncing across the water i'm, I'm sure it's i don't know but i know for a fact the bird one's true so you that can just tell sounds that. like something like straight out of like a <sighs> Uh, Kingsman or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> I have no idea. So go ahead, Logan. but honestly, right. yeah, go ahead. Bird one, true. Trash. Bird one's hilarious. Watch, there's a five minute video on it. I watched it too. Yep. Those birds Amazing. were so accurate. And actually, what happened? What came from this was they started using birds in a similar area to pick up uh, people stranded at sea because their eyesight's so much better and they react so much quicker. That oh. on the first pass, they would pick up people at like 85% clip, and the average human spotter picks up like 13% on the first pass. That's crazy. Wow. And so, like, they would start putting birds in and they would start pecking at for search and rescue missions after this research. Um, so they never, so they actually, they weren't kamikaze pigeons. They actually did a lot of good in the world, but the technology was developed to bomb ships 
with birds yeah. guiding it all the way Dude, through. Pigeons are just the OG bird. Yeah. I thought that story, I literally, when I watched that video, I thought it was fake. And yeah. then I was like, and no, then you do some legit. research. And it's like, I'm like, yeah. this is legit. I didn't do any research. I was like, oh, this is actually legit. But yeah. Okay. No, they got like videos of them like pecking the ships and stuff. Like those little suckers move. That's um, awesome. <laughs> so the, the other two stories were both equally unbelievable. I kind of expected the pigeon one to get called out. Um, uh, yeah. But time to break my favorite heart. Oh, shucks. Wasps. Wasp was made up. Um, yeah, I googled I a random my, technical name for wasps. We did do some dropping of bombs with insects in them. It was just mosquitoes with yellow fever. Yeah, um, oh, that's insane. We weren't good. Um, I completely made up everything about it, though. The project name, how many well of these fit into a bomb, where we dropped them, the death totals. Um, did you get inspiration from Fortnite? No, um, but oh, I, okay. I typed this. He wrote out. it short. Yeah, yeah. On purpose. I, I typed it up, and then that happened, and it, like, made me, like, really reconsider. Because me and Spencer, me and Matt were playing, and I threw wasps at him. And it killed both That's of us, awesome. me and him. And I was like, oh, no. Like, I wonder if he's going to think of this. That <laughs> That's awesome. Garbage. No, literally, though. Logan, I just couldn't – I my gut was saying two is true, but I yeah. just couldn't – in my head, I literally was like, how is that even possible? Like the I wasps, was, yeah. I was like, whatever. Well, we but about, I'm like, how is that possible? We talked wasps about the technology. Seem so much easier to capture. Yeah, this yeah. bouncing bomb thing was so advanced for its time. Like because the anti-aircraft gunners could pick up anything over like 160 feet, and so it had to fly at like 59 feet to stay under their detection. And but if it went underwater, like a torpedo, a traditional you know drop from That's a plane, so it, cool. it goes under. It was going to hit the nets, and so you had to like bounce it over three layers that of nets so perfectly. Cool. Yeah, and so, it, like, I saw several videos about, like, them figuring out, like, the calculations, and we have to spin it to make it consistent. Yeah. Was, I pretty... almost did my entire theme on airplane technology. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Almost. It was really hard to find. That's Dang. really cool. Okay. Well done. I'm well done. thrilled to have a point. I don't got think I've started with a point, point in the first story. Spencer's got zero. Spencer's got zero. Zero. It's nuts. Yeah. It's okay. Okay. All right. I'll go. Yeah, you will. All right. Okay. We got animals here. Animals and tech. Okay. Animals and, do... and tech. Yep. Do and do pigeons. elephants, do birds. Pigeons. Okay. Okay. Yeah, do birds. 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 <laughs> that was quick. If it's not a pigeon, it's false. <laughs> okay. In the vast expanse of South America, where the Amazon rainforest dominates the landscape and biodiversity thrives, countless species of birds take to the skies. These avian wonders play crucial roles in ecosystem from sea dispersal to insect control. However, monitoring the movements and behaviors across such an expansive terrain can be a daunting task for researchers. Thus, enter the longstanding technology-focused Brazilian nonprofit Favela Foundation. In 2014, they partnered with the Brazilian Space Agency and began to build up their ABL laser, which is an infrared laser that can target and track an object or in this case creatures movements up to a mile favela foundation modified it to track the speed movement direction and size of the bird to best determine the type and behavior since 2016 the foundation has managed to install 17 abls in the amazon and track over 300 species and document their behaviors favela has announced that after its 20th installation 
set for June of 25, they will begin to lease their tech to other nonprofits agencies and hope to better understand the behaviors of the world's birds and how they impact the ecosystem. Interesting. Are you trying to tell me birds are real? <laughs> no, no I'm trying on. to figure out spies. You know? their this distinguished podcast. <laughs> yes. No, it's, <laughs> it's espionage. This is a lie just because I know <laughs> those are drones and you're not tracking anything. It's a cover for uh, trying to figure <laughs> out who's spying on them. That's what it is. I'm about That's to amazing. walk in. Okay, do it. Do it. Do bears or elephants? Bears. Okay. Yeah, I thought I was gonna say. The Bear ID project is developing a facial recognition software that can be applied to a camera trap imagery to identify and monitor brown bears and inform conservation measures. This is especially important because camera traps are currently unable to consistently recognize individual bears to the, due to the lack of natural markings for certain species. So far, the team of biologists and software engineers have developed an AI system using personal photographs of brown bears from Canada and Alaska, which was able to recognize 132 individual bears with an 84% accuracy. Their ultimate, aim, their ultimate aim is to provide a new technique to be used in research and monitoring not, of not only bears, but other species. They hope that it will begin to be adopted by other scientists, governments, communities, etc., eventually creating a global monitoring network of camera-trap data. I don't believe this for one simple reason. <laughs> and it's not, it's not, it's a real reason. It's not like my birds are dumb state or aren't real statements. Um, generally, when this stuff works with AI, it either works or it doesn't. 84% is a really odd number to see a success rate of AI technologies. It's like either it's able to or it's not. I don't know. Well, 84% would be considered success and it's able to. Uh, I mean, I would think. I mean, I don't know. That number, I think you shot too low writing this, Spencer. I think you should have said like 98%. Interesting. Okay. Elephants. <laughs> Poachers slaughter between 20,000 and 40,000 elephants every year. That is one elephant for, killed for every 15 minutes. Black market ivory trafficking is hugely profitable and growing sophistication of illegal wildlife trade has led the population of, African elephants, the population of African elephants to drop from 1.3 million in 1970 to 400,000 today. Due to the lack of anti-poaching capabilities, corruption, and weak law enforcement, these often offsets production made in any anti-poaching efforts. However, the Mara Elephant Project are using the world-famous DJI drones to stop poachers. Since poachers like to kill right before dark, they can use the night as cover to get away. Mara Elephant Project uses the Mavic 2 Enterprise Dual and the Mavic 2 Enterprise Zoom, which are capable of 30 times zoom and thermal energy imaging. With this technology, they can now locate and stop poachers day or night. Since the beginning, they have arrested hundreds of poachers and over a thousand kilograms of ivory. I was charged by an elephant this last year. True story. In Africa? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Out, yeah. We were out there, this nice. bull elephant. It was at night as well. Uh, it's terrifying. One of the scarier experiences of my life. No, actually, they just watch for poachers with really big guns. Um, they said they shoot on sight. Um, so perhaps yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. That is amazing. Uh, but we were driving you, and this elephant was like trying to protect its herd because there was a bunch of babies and uh, and it charged us and we got away 
kind of and then we like shut off all the lights in the vehicle open air it's like we're just sitting out here in the middle of safari pitch dark at night and they're like don't make any noises like if they hear us we're in trouble (laughs) i'd be more concerned about like you just turn the headlights on there's like a herd of lions just (laughs) just right in front of your (laughs) the lions aren't as scary as the elephants is what they (laughs) all say and and i was more scared of the elephants than the lions um interesting anyway i can a big po I don't know. I'm locked in. I don't know. You're locked in. Right? I am. Wow. I don't have logic. If you know any of these, Matt, I've never heard. This is just not my alley, this kind of technology. Um, Honestly, I haven't. Like, I've heard of. So I'm leaning towards three being true um, only because it just it makes sense. Um, they actually have drones that can help farmers determine where crops are not growing and stuff like that. And DJI makes them. So they make a lot of professional industrial drones. So it could be easy to fake. Um, The bears one is just... It's just facial recognition on bears. And the birds is just laser tracking birds for a mile. It's laser tracking. It's all three very plausible. Like, they're boring Um, stories. Yeah. (laughs) Shots. I I read my boring stories. None of these anyone Um, exploded. There wasn't thirteen hundred deaths. I mean, is there one that Logan? You're just like this can't be true. I. They're all very believable. Um, they're all. All Here's here's the real question. Yeah. Do I do I double up with you or not? You don't even know which one I did. I know, but that's what I'm trying to get to. Do I double up with you or not? I don't know. If Spencer double stumps us, he gets two points. We're hosed. And a historically... <laughs> what? If he gets two points, we're screwed. Like That's what, that's what I'm saying, though. Yeah. Like, so if I, if I double up with you and he, we're wrong, he gets two points with following a historically poor... You would need um, a double stump just to stealing not point. him the win. Yeah. So, <laughs> should I know which one you chose and choose something different? That's what I'm trying to get at. The weight of this moral situation is too deep for me. I will tell you which one I chose, and you can choose whether you want. Because if we double up with him, we both have two points going into your stories, and he's out for this episode, essentially. Good. I mean, That's all I care about at this moment. Yeah, and then so, I have one yeah. person to worry about, so and we'll just pray the stories have been better than the last seven episodes. <laughs> it comes down to how much you believe in the one I picked. I picked two. I'll tell you that. Um, you picked two? 84% is a made-up number. I don't believe it. I think he wrote that. I think he messed up when he mm. wrote it. I don't believe him. Four and eight, even numbers. Yeah. Divisible by, you know, four, even, eight, two. Even numbers. I just, I don't believe that. There's my right, reason. I'm going to go. I'm going to flip a coin again. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Law of averages. Eventually, what it'll are work you for flipping? Us. Are you flipping to double up or to not double up? Is a that three, or a three sided stories? I'm locked in. Okay. I don't what think I like in? my. I locked in one. I don't like it, but it's what the coin told me. Birds aren't real, so that that could be the case. But sensor poachers. Elephants. That is 100 percent true. All right. All right. The elephants. That's 100 percent true. Good start, Logan. Good start. Yeah. We're big. That's 100 percent true. Um, you see the price yeah, of the drones? No, uh, no. I just went on DJ. I didn't know D, 
JI has an enterprise website for like yeah. um so agriculture drones, and all that kind of stuff. It's wild. Yeah, drones have been used for anti-poaching stuff for it seems like a while. Um, or I should say it's starting to from what I've was researched. There's a company called Blackhawk, I think it was called. I can't remember. I'm blanking on the, the name of it. Um but all their data, every article stopped after 2015. So I was like, oh, crap, did they not do it anymore? And then DGI posted one in 2021. And I was like, cha-chang, that's is awesome. Cha-chang. Well, I that was sweet. That's um, <laughs> The birds is fake. So Logan, you got it. Or, or Logan, you missed it. Matt, you got it right. Oh, um, boy. The bears is true. That's a true story. Bear pro- bear ID project. Um, they, they got a cool website. Uh, I honestly... Even looking into it, I'm not 100% sure where they exactly where they're going with this 100%, but it was actually pretty cool to see the facial recognition software. But the birds is fake. I literally was like, you know what would be really cool if we could track the birds? I bet you there's a laser out there that does it. There's nope. a government kind of system. Couldn't find anything. And so I was like, this is a huh. pretty cool website. Yeah. Yeah, Bear well, Project ID. Yeah, if they use the eyes better, and everything. Spencer, yeah. I, my new strategy for this episode was to do what you do, and that's latch onto one random thing that has no relevance. Yeah, and just story, go for it. And go for it. And yeah. so I'm like waiting to hear one thing and one story, and I heard 84% of the bears, and I'm like, I know nothing about this. Yeah. It, it's clearly true. I'm like, I need to latch onto this. Like, this is just yeah. my hope right now is, is that something stupid like this that is... gives me momentum. Yeah. So, so we are now – so Matt has two – you need to stump one of us and Logan and I need to jump on the same train. Yeah. And so, yeah, here we go. Oh, that's Let's a go. tough one for Logan. Yeah, wait, wait. Considering these stories, because if me and Spencer jump on the same we train, all tie. we all tie. I don't want we that. All either. Tie. So here's the, here's the deal, Logan. Here's what you got. No, decide. we don't. Oh, we should Is, all tie. You, both yeah. at one point. Logan either can decide, okay, Spencer and oh. I, assuming we get it right, jump on the same train, we all tie, you and Matt are even, the game is pretty much over, or Logan gets a whole point, or Matt gets a whole point, and then Logan, you're, the I'm game's done. over for you, and then you're just fighting for not last. So, <laughs> so, so the only way, yeah, either, I can't get a point here. No. Without Spencer getting a point, unless... No, because if Spencer gets it wrong, then Matt gets one and he gets over me. Yeah, correct. So we got either double up or don't double up. So go ahead, Matt. It's all in your hands. And here's Logan. Here's to make your life easier. I will even give you the power. I'll tell you which one I'll lock in, and I'll let you decide if you want to double up or not. (laughs) All right, all right. (laughs) I love it, Spencer. Alrighty, so I've got. Three stories. I don't think there's, besides technology, I actually don't think there's a theme. Um, titles are From Side Gig to Stardom, The OG Drone, and The Origin of Clippy. <laughs> Give me the OG drone. The OG drone. In 1907, German apothecary Dr. Julius Neubroner patented an ingenious invention, a pigeon camera. The small camera equipped with straps and a timer was designed to be carried by pigeons for aerial photography. (laughs) Initially used to track his flock of homing pigeons delivering prescriptions, Julius' invention became the breakthrough in surveillance, offering speed and range previously impossible. The pigeon camera was showcased at international expositions, and Julius even developed a 
portable dove coat uh, with a dark room for on-site photography. Although the practical use of these pigeon cameras waned with the advent of airplanes, the images captured by Julius Pigeons proved early glimpses of Earth from above, offering a unique perspective and a precursor to modern aerial photography. If you're interested in these photos, they're featured in the Pigeon Photographer, showcasing a GoPro-like angle, adding a touch of wild and a subline to those early attempts at aviation imaging. So we all had bird stories? We did. <laughs> I'm forced into the same lie that birds are real to believe this. Mm-hmm. And if I had followed that last time, I wouldn't be in this situation. <laughs> okay, where are the other funny. two? Give me the clippy one. Yeah, clippy. The clippy one? Yeah. All right, origins of clippy. Greg Nelson, a Microsoft engineer, and his autistic son, Philip, played an unexpected role around one of Microsoft's most iconic assistants. Philip, captivated by the simplicity of paperclips, turned them into his creative outlet, fashioning fashioning intricate necklaces, chain ropes, and even a petite three-inch bridge that held a Lego figure, as recounted by his father. On On a Saturday visit to his dad's workplace, Greg was immersed with work, generously supplied Philip with an abundance of paperclips to keep him happily engaged. Returning to work on Monday, Greg was met with a delightful surprise. Philip had hidden some of the paperclip creations under folders and and his keyboard. Struck by the unexpected beauty, Greg chose to move the paperclips, but (coughs) leave the designs untouched, serving as a constant reminder of his joy of his son. The two colleagues, these paperclips, were curious. As the story unveiled, the news spread around the office, leading to some designers incorporating this into a feature from Microsoft. Fast forward nine months. And Microsoft unrevealed Clippy in 1996 as part of their latest office bundle. A surprise party awaited Philip, featuring a Clippy stuffed animal, stuffed animal, um, and living in a lively pizza gathering. In a touching gesture, the family was presented with a generous check of $15,000, around $29,000 today, recognizing the extraordinary bond between a father and his son and the enchantment found in simplicity of paper clips. What year is this? Uh, Clippy came out in 96. What's Clippy? Is that... It's a little, like... Uh, you don't know Clippy? Up. In the old Microsoft? There's that little, the like... Old Mi- wow, are you too young for that? Wow. I'm two years younger than you, you. <laughs> <laughs> so, Clippy, Clippy was, uh... It was a Microsoft, uh, assistant that yeah. would kind of pop up when you were working on, like, Word documents and stuff, and you could, like, type in Here. stuff to... Uh, there's no story yeah, or anything. I've... No, I this think dude. I know what you're talking about. Clippy. Yeah. Clippy with the eyes. And you would change into like bicycles and yeah. stuff like that and would try yeah. to keep you occupied as you were working and working. Yeah, he was, your, he was the best. Okay. What's the last one? Uh, from side gig to stardom. The Intel, the Intel 4004, the world's first microprocessor, emerged as an understaffed side project for Intel in 1971, initially intended to generate cash while the company focused on memory chips. The project faced a crisis due to the lack of chip designers, but it was resurrected by four key engineers. I'm going to apologize for this first name. Mashatoshi Saima from Bizcom, Ted Hoff, Stanley Mazur, and a critical hire of Frederick Fagan. Fagan, who when hired, was told he had six months to complete the work 
Working tirelessly at times up to 70 to 80 hours a week, completed the chip design by the end of 1970. And Intel and the Intel 4004 marked the beginning of Intel's dominance in the processor industry, eventually leading to its commercial release in March 1971 for both calculator and non-calculator applications. This is significant not only for the advancement of computer technology, but for Intel, which was only founded a few years prior in 1968. Oh. Those are stories. Okay. Logan, do you have any idea? I think Clippy's true. The other three, okay. I have no idea. And that's just... So here's... Yeah. And here, I'll, I'll tell you mine. The Clippy one, I have no idea about. Not a clue. The, um, the first story... What was the first story? Drone photographer on pigeons. The OG drone. Oh my gosh, for some reason, that sounded so familiar, and I don't know why. But it was just like ringing my head, and I I could just be making up. The last one, here's – so Pete Glessinger, who is the CEO of Intel now, he wrote a book called The Juggling Act. Um, And I was reading it about – it's about – he's a Christian, and he's now the CEO of Intel – well, if I'm not mistaken, he was the one that created the the that that chip, the microprocessor. He was it was his, him and his team. He was the lead on it. Now, am I thinking about a different microprocessor or something? Maybe, but I read that book like three years ago, and I cannot think of it. <sighs> I'm like that sounds honestly like an incredibly dry book to read. <laughs> no, it's really good. It's it's called okay. the Juggling Act because okay. he's the this big CEO and he's a believer and he's like, okay, how do you juggle being a Christian, having gotcha, a family, gotcha. but and running a, a very techie guy, billion a very to the point. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Uh, Cause he was at, yeah. Gosh, dang. All over my head. As far as chip processors go. Um, I want to believe Clippy is true. So I will make Clippy true because that's a fun story for a, you know, a friend. I don't know. The way he told that one, though, just screams false. I know. The bird one, I got I to gotta think is true, only because uh, I, for some reason that is ringing in my head. I don't know about the bird one. I think that's the easiest for him to make up because he knows photography and he also knows. I feel like the last one, too. Those Clippy's hard to make up for me. That's so random. The other two would be easier to make up, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm so between one and three. Yeah, the birds ones. You're not. You're not going on. You're not going on. Oh, you go. Not, you are the birds. I'm. I'm not convinced it's true. One or three. I mean, three seems to be the common denominator here. We could both go three. So see what happens. The four guys made the first. What was it, Matt? The first microprocessor or what? Yeah, the four zero zero four micro processor. Okay, so did he pull those numbers from error code four zero four? It was released in seventy one of March. What's what's isn't it like error code four zero four when you can't find the website data or whatever? Yeah, no, that's right. Is error Um, code? Do you think he just pulled a story from that? I have no idea. Because let me think. So Pat Glessinger, he's in his seventies probably. So what nineteen seventy? He would have been what? That's 50 years ago in his 20s? 20s, yeah. Oh, he was not that young. I think he was in his 30s. Could be a different processor, but I don't... I mean, I would believe three's fake. That's what you're telling me. But I'm not confident. You know the one thing I miss about past uh, seasons? Huh. 
being in it <laughs> was the hurry up <laughs> oh. <laughs> or it's like you had 15 seconds to pick quit yelling in a quarter waiting for you guys to make him well this is a big decision now this is this you know our season Look, waits. for some odd reason clippy is like screaming fake at me the way no. he told it no but if you think that's true I'll, I'll... i don't know though I don't want him to get any more than you do. I'm trying to stay alive, and a half point the does bird keep one, me alive. The bird one, for some reason, I just feel like I've seen a, a picture of that. Okay. All right. I don't know why. I'll believe you and cross out bird. Three's my next one up, but if it could be Clippy. I've been so wrong all season. We just want I to put would go two? three. Three? Just go two. Three or two. All right, Spencer. I'm holding a number behind my back. Odds are even. Okay. If you get it right, we're going to go two. If you get it wrong, okay. we're going to go three. Okay. I'm an evens guy, so give me evens. You got it wrong. We're going three. We're going three. Lock it in. Locked. Locked. Yep. Pat Glessinger, don't fail me now. Please, oh, please, oh, please. You guys lock three in? Yeah. Yep. This is so bad. birds. Yep. Gonna start off right away. That's true. Yeah, um, it's actually really cool photos. I didn't actually yeah. look up like the book, um, but there's apparently a book called The Pigeon Photographer. Um, the photos are really cool because it's like actual aerial photos, and you can see sometimes the pigeons' uh, wings get in the way of the photo, so like yeah. the framing of it's interesting. But uh, I was say, some, I some I of the saw. shots are just. <laughs> Yeah, some of the shots are just like you're like, what are they? What is this picture? <laughs> I'm gonna have to Google that now. Because I so, thought yeah. I saw a cool. picture of it before. I can send but, you the link. I got the link from New Yorker, I so I can send here. you that link. This is okay. cool. That's neat. Yeah, I was look like, that's that. actually hey, like super hey, dope. Wait, 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 OG wait. drone. Before wait, you want to see it, look at this little dude. Also, yeah, I that's know, right? Like, see, what is stud? I've seen. That's the picture what I've seen. Stud. That's a dude right there. That's a that's and then a bro. he's taking photos uh, like this. Good for him. That's a bro. That's awesome. That's a bro. All right. Um, and then uh, Clippy's made false. up. Yep. Clippy's the false. way he told it. The way he told it. Just I couldn't get by it. The way he told it. But Clippy's false. <laughs> oh no, Matt! You wanted that so, dude. <laughs> this is bad. Oh. Logan, this is, you need a point bad next week. I know. Here's, here's, the, here's the worst part about this. That's four points this episode. And it only puts yeah. me one point. Yeah. It's a big point, though, compared to Logan. So that's that's huge. This is bad. So what did what did Pat Klessinger make? Team Logan. I can send you the .org article I have on this one. But no, I, I didn't believe hear you. much I about him. Well, Logan. There's he a was, lot of different processors too, so I know he. I'm trying to think. He was big in one of them, and I just it could have been on the memory just, chip side of things. Because according maybe, to the yeah. article, they were oh, here it so is. They were focusing on it. Yeah. In 1987, he co-authored the first book programming oh, the 80386 microprocessor. Yeah, I don't even know what those. He was the mean. lead architect of the fourth generation, introduced oh. in the 80s. Oh, nice. Yeah, this one so, was used on calculators and uh, and computers, and it was so weird because Intel wasn't even trying to go in that direction. Like Texas yeah. Instruments was trying to go in that direction, and they were more well funded. But the one guy they hired, Fagin, basically just threw got it all together and built like four chips on top of that, and then just it changed the world for Intel. 
Hmm. Okay. So. I should have known that was wow. too early for him. My gut was saying Clippy. But Logan, you thought My that was, was true. Clippy. I did. I thought I'd heard a story like that of something like, like, you know, someone had a son that was always around and it like inspired. So, yeah. I, apparently, I, I made that up in my Not mind. I, I don't know. I will. Well, Logan, I think Logan's are you officially down. out of the race to win. Yeah, I think you're down so. five, and there's this was episode seven. We have eight, nine, ten, this eleven, twelve. I could tie it, so if I went out, you could twelve if you went out. All right, yeah. that's good to know. I just got to get half a point. I gotta get some more yep. points, but just gotta keep beating out Logan. Yeah. I need to come oh, back. Oh boy! Hey, man, well, that officially ends my run. If I lose, uh, finally. If I lose, what are the odds we just do this together, season two and three, or three and four, whatever ones you have to do too? Oh, you and Matt. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, like I, that would probably be like the best. I would make it yeah. better thing to if the I best lose. Concept. I come um, back and don't lose, and it's on. I'm trying to pull up. My yeah, that would now. probably be the best. So, so I, I, well, I'd be up for it if, if you lose. I'll I'll do something. We'll figure this yeah. out. Yeah. Well, let's wrap it up. It. <laughs> what an episode! We got we to oh, spin the wheel. I completely Chill. forgot. And here, that's good because I didn't come with one prepared. So there you go, Matt. He used yeah, them all. Guess Matt. What, yeah. What do we have? That's who. Also, didn't necessarily come with one prepared. Um. I'm the, always the one that has someone one prepared, and I just You're I'm always never going to use it ever. It Let's go. Uh, tragedy. 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 Okay. Hashtag relatable. <laughs> Hashtag right. stories of my. Did we have stories of your life on there? Like each of us had to tell a story of our life. No. I thought about that in the shower today. No. Can I remove? Yeah, uh, yeah, tragedy and just do it's that. Not too late. Like, are you at, yeah, it, it would be stories a, of your life. About, stories about I like us. that one. About me. I like that one. Title it. So yeah, about can. me works. I like that one better. All right. That oh. that was yeah. Low battery warning. Oh, screen record. I have time. We're recording this. All right, what you got boy. for us? Um, Let's see it. Spin. And here we go. Oh no, I'm getting messages. Okay, I can crop that. I can't see a word. Vikings. Vikings. <laughs> Gosh dang. Boy, that's exciting. So there's gonna be la- there's gonna be crossover for sure. Vikings. Oh, I already told my so Vikings much story. It sucks to be you, bro. I'll find more. <laughs> okay. Vikings. Well, gentlemen, good episode, nail biter. Yeah, good job. And... Well, that's all three of us picked the football team. Just out of curiosity. Uh, that was my first thought. Right, that's 100% where we're going to Instantly. Go. Instantly went to the Minnesota Vikings. The purple Instantly. people eaters. That is not Instantly. the direction I went. So I think I feel pretty safe. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, it's been real. Uh, it's been fun. It has not. It's been kind of fun. It's yeah. been real fun. Today yeah. was great. So much fun. I understand what there it feels like to just new dominate. life. It's good. I've never new won life. an episode in this new format. <laughs> There's three true. seasons in the old format. I can't win an episode. Yes. <laughs> Maybe that's Logan's Achilles heel. Maybe he wasn't the best. Maybe he was mediocre for the longest. No. And he was Matt consistent. and I were just more up and he down. He was consistent. Yes. Consistent. We were just wildly. Oh, I was mostly consistently down, but yeah. 
Okay. All right. We'll catch you guys well, next week. <laughs> yeah. Toodaloo. Bye. Peace out. Is now the part where we sing in unison? Ha <laughs> ha